The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Today's Talking Simpsons is brought to you by Little Bits, the easy-to-use electronic building blocks. Talking Simpsons listeners can go to trylittlebits.com slash lasertime and get $20 off your first order. Ahoy hoy everybody and welcome to Talking Simpsons. This is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of the Simpsons. I am your host, Bob Mackey. Who else is here with me today? Uh, Christopher Lazy Sperm Antista. Ooh. Henry Tempura Hatchback Gilbert. <laughs> and today's episode is Brother Can You Spare Two Dimes, which aired at the late date of August 27th, 1992, a weird it's summer episode. The water! Exactly. <laughs> and we find about Homer's fascination with that drinking bird. Yeah. But what happened on August 27th, 1992 in history, Chris? <gasps> Holy shit! Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, oh, you wouldn't believe it. Hurricane Andrew ravages through uh, South Florida. President Bush dispatches 5,000 soldiers and 300 million in relief. Murphy Brown wins the Emmy for Best Comedy, and Clint Eastwood's Unforgiven is number one at the box office. Wow, did she win the Emmy for the episode where she had a child? <laughs> I'm guessing, probably. It was the third season finale abortion, I thought. Oh. She... I mean, Dan Quayle made fun <laughs> of her in the run up to in that election, so. And we'll see a parody of that of that episode soon. A very specific Ooh, yes. parody of Murphy but, Brown. But Chris, didn't you survive Hurricane Andrew? I, I did, but um, were you in Florida at that point? No, I uh, wouldn't be moving there until the episode Lisa Beauty I'm, Queen. I'm happy I got it, to yeah. talk about it with our buddy Mike Drucker on the episode of Laser Time because he was from that area, and there was a water park. Every kid used to go to there that is just that was just wiped away, um, among many other things in people's homes. Do people remember the name, or is it lost to time? The Hurricane just, Andrew. Uh, Atlanta, I mean, it's the a, water pack. It's, pa- it's the Atlantis, water park. baby. Oh, there's, okay. there's a we- a small website devoted to it, but it's like well, in an era before digital photography and. It's a real big bummer for me. If you call your water park Atlantis, you're setting yourself up to be <laughs> destroyed by water. I mean, it's pretty <laughs> much faded, right? And exactly. If you, and if you, pretty much anything you build in Florida falls into that logic. Yeah. Uh, the you, ocean's coming might in. Might as well baby. call it Vesuvius or something. <laughs> but uh, what, what what did happen is that it drove literal South Florida refugees into northern Florida. So mm-hmm. I had I did a couple brand new classmates after Hurricane Andrew, and but what I did get out of it, they was were the wet ones. I got my dog Mac a rescue from <laughs> oh. uh, from the rubble of Hurricane Andrew. We got a dog from it. And he was around until very recently, wasn't he? No, no. Oh, he no. got hit by... He liked to chase oh. UPS trucks up to the tire, uh, and that eventually that'll, hit him in. That'll do you in. Uh, so. You know, hey, I'm sure he's a great dog. But you know what you didn't mention in that in that history? What's that? Is that this week also had the premiere of Martin. Did it really? why this episode aired on August oh, 27th. Was it, was it before or after Martin? It like, was, what? This was the lead-in to okay. the premiere of Martin. So oh. the reason I didn't know this this premiered until, way later. Later, yeah, the end of August. They, mm-hmm. they didn't mention it in the commentary even, but I noticed it in, uh, I read about it online, was that they talk about it in the commentary that this aired in August because 
Fox was just having weird things like season two, the 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 Olmec head episode. Yeah, that did air during the summer too, and then it yeah. was just Fox being experimental. But in this case, they wanted to premiere Martin earlier, and then they had this episode, which was going to be a holdover for officially season four. Yeah, and season, season four is like two weeks away, <laughs> and, and be the season four premiere. But they decided, no, we need a new Simpsons to mm-hmm. lead into our brand new show, well, Martin, mm-hmm. which, hey, it worked. Which Martin would last for like five years. Despite all the sexual harassment the, the star yeah. did to certain people. Yeah. Well, yeah. When, you, when you're that talented. Yes. <laughs> you can just get away with and, it. And so, we talked yeah. glowingly about Martin Lawrence recently in an episode of 302010. I'm glad we did. I have two announcements, though, before we start. Oh, God, so are you quitting? From the very, no, no. From <laughs> the very beginning, uh, I've been keeping a running Google Doc for our podcast, all my, all my notes. I'm retiring it as of this episode for yeah. a new one. There's 18,000 words, so that's wow. how many notes I've taken. Yeah. Wow. The second thing I want to say is I listened to the commentary for this episode and the people who wrote this episode kind of hate it. And they were very tired and, di- and don't like it. And James L. Brooks is just trolling them nonstop wow. on this commentary. Just like yes. them making excuses and him poking holes in their excuses. So I guess we're going to talk about like well, where this episode falters and where it's good. Well, but... that's also funny because I also found a, a note from Azaria or in a separate interview, Hank Azaria talked about how. Danny DeVito was not happy to come. He said DeVito is not happy to come back and do it again because mm-hmm. he apparently didn't like the experience the first time. But a voiceover? Apparently. And he so had he done said, it before and in Space Jam. So he <laughs> said, so Azarius, that he enjoyed, like he did a good job, but he he did not enjoy Because I have been curious about that. I saw, I think I mentioned that here before. I saw an awesome <laughs> Q&A with James L. Brooks here, and it was hosted by Danny DeVito because they're buddies. He's in yes. a bunch of his movies and Taxi but one, I didn't remember this uh, second appearance by Herb Powell being so close to the original one. Yeah, just and then one there's year a later. twenty year distance. That's right, he yeah. does come he, back, and I totally missed on this the one. phone. Oh. He comes back on the phone. It's a one off joke about just like that because having Homer having a brother and family is so important you, in this episode, and then it is completely you forgotten. have to forget about it, otherwise the show doesn't work. Yeah, having yeah. a potentially billionaire brother again yeah. who yeah, is, ev- is on good terms with Homer, finally. Every problem they've had since this episode, you're like, well, why don't they just call Herb and get a yeah, like, exactly. borrow money or whatever. But we know? need to, okay, so this episode opens with Lenny's naked ass. Yeah. That's the Quite, first thing you, know, you see. I forgot yeah. that opening. Yeah. Yes. Daniel did Flan- did, did uh, Daniel- we say they, they like modern FCC regulations dictate that the Simpsons' at- bare asses can't be on screen? Post Janet Jackson meltdown, wow. 2004 Super Bowl, uh, they really, they really, you know, added restrictions. So all the bare asses we see up until maybe like 2004, 2005, they are mm-hmm. now contraband. We cannot have a, a drawing of an ass crack on the screen. It's and it's actually happened on Fox cartoons. Like I remember, mm-hmm. I remember watching American Dad after the Janet Jackson thing, and there was a bare ass, but they blurred the butt crack out. Are they like joking? added mosaic to a, yep. a curvy line. That's it's so crazy jesus yeah it is very strange but it's a funny little joke of i like how homer thinks about for a second if you'll lend him his underwear yeah. and then, <laughs> just briefly I, yeah. I mean that's i i don't know which i never know which thing to get to lead into the episode because it's usually a red herring but i love love burns yelling at his, his legal team oh, yeah. again barely <laughs> sounding like burns but i love the energy it this energy from harry Shearer and burns will never be seen again so we find out that homer's sperm count is low because yes, of the sorry plant, yes. and this is where it leads to yeah. and the plant that, is responsible isn't it weird that smithers is looking at homer's semen like <laughs> yeah he's the and one has who, his own sperm sample i actually <laughs> think that made it better because he's like well now i'll just show burns my sperm and so that's like not that, even a gay confirmation he's just a serial killer it's <laughs> just virile yeah like, he can never use that sperm <laughs> Uh, but Burns yelling at his lawyers like he didn't Bart the murderer. 
Before you begin, uh, let me make one thing clear to you. I want your legal advice. I even pay for it. But to me, you're all vipers. You live on personal injury. You live on divorces. You live on pain and misery. But I'm rambling. Anybody want any coffee? I'll have some coffee. Want it black, don't you? Black like your heart? It's so hard for me to listen to you. I hate you all so much. (laughs) I'm sorry, it's my problem. I'll deal with it. Please continue. If you offer Mr. Simpson a token sum, say a couple of thou, he'll be so dazzled, he'll sign anything you shove under his nose. Oh, brilliant. A cash settlement. I could have figured that out, you button-down maggot! You have any cream? No, oh, yes, of course. Where are my manners? <laughs> it's, it's weird that birds would be offended by the, uh, I guess, the the way lawyers act and, and perform it, their jobs. It's, it's not a part of his personality they ever explore, because you'd, no. you'd think they'd be natural allies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he, he this is Someone consistent. He hates me. lawyers. Yeah. Is, it feels slightly out of character for him, but it's just such a great little... They hate me! <laughs> it's <laughs> the vaudeville up and down, like, I'm sorry. Uh, 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 I hate you so much! <laughs> yeah, I, I love when he just says it, like, mm-hmm. Like that. Uh, but and yeah, basically. But, oh, sorry. So then ahead. we find out that Herb Herb is back, baby. Well, I used to own a successful car company. My strategy was giving them Japanese names. You guys ever drive a tempura hatchback? Never. Got oh that. yeah. Oh sure. Yeah, I got hit by one of those. <laughs> yeah. Life was sweet. Then I found out I had a long lost half brother. And the show has more flashbacks than like an opening of Friday the Thirteenth. Friday the 13th movie. One of the rare in, like, them clipping to another thing in a non-clip show. And just a year earlier, the animation looks so much worse, even though it it was getting better at that point. But I feel like they they burn a lot of time introducing Herb Powell again. A little bit. Going through all the hobos. I mean, this is a John Sportswell And it's very, very specific. Like, yeah. I, I, of course I got Charlie Chaplin. I don't think I got Emmett Kelly. Emmett Kelly, time. right, yeah. But well, that's who Herb is eating with. Well, and that all the hobos are ex-CEOs. I yes. know that they all used to be rich. And one is actually James L. Brooks. Uh, oh, the one right. with the big beard who talks about uh, having the massage parlors where he he <laughs> guaranteed, or he said, sorry. The he Mickey said, Mouse massage yeah, parlors. Yeah, he want Mickey's pants back I'll put on. the pants back on him. Um, so people just can't listen. I did my nerdy research, because uh, within what happens, the couch breaks. And the Simpsons family needs to make a decision on uh, to buy a new couch. How do we afford this? Um, and again, uh, no, I'll get to that in a second. Well, the couch breaking, one, that's a changed line they did because mm-hmm. Bart, right before he jumps on the couch, he says, I do this for Stainmaster Carpets. Right. That line, that was originally a line about the collapsing USSR, but it had already completely <laughs> disappeared by the time the episode aired, so they redid the dialogue. Because, uh, yeah, they, they mentioned that, I, I don't know if I should play the clip of like Homer thinking of his memories on the couch watching television, mm. and thanks to the 302010, I was able to place every one, the yeah. time of every single one. There's a. I don't think I need to play it because it, they Are reference the Hands Across America. Yeah, well, yeah. Jr. in Dallas is 1980. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hands Across America is 1986, and the fall of the Berlin Wall in 1989. We see Homer with a weird kind of George Costanza yeah. like ring of hair around his head, which we never see again. I think they just yeah. like subtracted hair from the know. top of his head rather than just made him yeah. bald and had hair it, around they, the side. It's an out of character hair level for him because they've set up that like. Homer has full head of hair in high school. By the time Bart is born, he's starting to bald. Mm. He's slightly more bald by the 1984 Olympics. And then by the time Maggie is born, he's ju- he has four hairs. Yeah, he has like an extra hair or two. And I did love the line, 
the arms, the seats, the dream is over. Yeah. Like, uh, and revealing he got the couch from, from Ned. From It was Ned's old couch that they just took. I have yet to buy a couch yet. And when March makes it, March, Marge makes a comment on how much the spine melter is. <laughs> I assure you, couches. Oh. One one couch is way more than that, let couches alone a whole living so set. It's ridiculous. I, I'm not buying an Ikea bought, couch. I've never bought a couch. Uh, we got a, we got a hand-me-down. That's why they one in the, the other room is such crap. Mm-hmm. So her pal was chasing the American dream. Yeah. He gets inspiration from an unlikely source. I love this. Oh, let's see. I need an idea. 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 What's the matter with me? I used to have hundreds of ideas. What do you want? I just changed your diaper. Are you hungry? Are you cold? Do you want to go home? Lady, you just gave me the idea of a lifetime. How do I thank you? Please don't hurt me. Consider it done. (laughs) The fear in her face is great. Like, that scene, it's so real. She's like... You're, you're going to hurt me. Please don't. Yeah. That's an accurate reaction to a bum coming up to you and saying that, you know, like, yes. how can I thank you? You've given me the idea of a lifetime. I, I've had to learn that the hard way now that I am both aging, work from home, haven't bought new clothes, and occasionally go outside a little disheveled. I'm not allowed to be as excited and uh, forthcoming <laughs> as I used to be. because I will give you their change I can you scare asking. women just by my appearance now. <laughs> yeah. So Great. can we talk about this baby translator? Yeah. Like, it's magic. Like it's it totally can't magic. Work like uh, there's well, that's no way to actually. The only thing I, I just I stopped writing it down. The miracle is that all human beings are already kind of baby translators, and the babies aren't really saying specific words. Babies are more saying like. Uh, holy shit this hurts or I need something in my mouth I'm yeah. hungry or I'm, I'm too tired to go to sleep yeah I shit well, myself yeah they're, they're only saying a couple of things and you can you, human beings naturally can read those mm-hmm. maybe some of our friends with babies or listeners with babies can prove me wrong but I hung out with a friend with a baby recently and mm-hmm. I found that like really it's just about distracting the baby until it falls asleep again yes mm-hmm. it's basically the, the key to good parenting just and, like jingle your keys what's this toy what's that uh, toy oh, look at my fingers look at my hands and make wait. sure it doesn't kill itself yeah in, in between those times I can't wait to introduce the television so there was a very meta joke of homer going like life can't get any worse just waiting Dude, for the thing to happen i feel like this was cut in syndication because i did not remember it it's or a maybe wasteful it was, scene it, like, is, it yeah. is a time filler scene but i like I, yeah i usually cut out all like the dead air here but the dead air is part of the joke yeah and this is it seems like almost too early for the simpsons writers to be making a, this kind of joke yeah it's a season six thing yeah i would say hey, so. pal i heard about the count yeah you gonna be okay yeah, you know, my life just can't get any worse. <laughs> That's right. There's no way my life could possibly get any worse. <laughs> Simpson, report to Mr. Burns' office at once. Don't! There's a point where Homer actually looks at the camera. Yes. He's looking at the viewer like, okay, we're, we're expecting this together I now. I mean, it's stuff like that, and there's a few other jokes in here that are just like, you're punchy writers. Yeah. I mean, especially like the, the Emmy next stuff. next one, hey, there, I can get to that. Because this is the year they lost to the uh, East Claymation. Oh, we'll get special. to it in the yeah. wrap-up episode, which we'll plug Ooh, at the end okay, of this show. Cool. Um, I'm excited but for that. This, there's an Emmy slam here, but it's uh, Burns offering Homer the settlement. So and great. Jesus Christ, Homer accidentally gets to set all the conditions. Ah, Simpson, you big, virile son of a gun. How would you like a check for $2,000? Would I? All you have to do is sign this form. Wait a minute. I'm not signing anything until I read it or somebody gives me the gist of it. (laughs) All right, well, it just explains that you've... One, yes, that's it. Uh, one, the first annual uh, Montgomery Burns uh, uh, Award for uh, 
outstanding achievement in the, the, the field of uh, excellence. Excellence. <laughs> Don't I get some kind of trophy at a big award ceremony? <laughs> yes, I love that guy. So, this award is the biggest farce I ever saw. What about the Emmys? I stand corrected. Bam! Bam and slam. They're wearing the outfits they wore in their animated Emmys presentation, by the way, which we discussed in season two. Mr. Burns likely spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to set up this event and all the choreography and all the catering, most likely. But less than Homer would have been paid. Yes. And only so that animation was used again. For the actual Emmys this year, and uh, because of the nature of how we're doing the show, I, like I always say, the shows will never line up with dates again. Mm-hmm. About the day to this recording is the Emmys right mm. now. Wow. So that's the only thing we've ever been able to line up with the wow. Simpsons. Uh, as, as is almost this air date. I also want to say this scene is amazing because... Clearly, the Simpsons went forward in time seven yeah. years to steal the opening to Family Guy to remake that. Uh, I can't believe the Simpsons ripped I, off I, Family Guy. I did Guy, have that right? as, a, as a note. Like I, they totally stole it. Like McFarlane totally stole. Yeah, but McFarlane's like a fan site. of that kind of music, which you yes. just don't see on television. Period. Yes, but I mean, that's, and it's just naturally funny. But that specific animation setup mm-hmm. of the turn to the mm-hmm. camera, like. In this, they're the exact same costumes. Like it's the. F- I don't think the Simpsons writers would disagree with no, you. No, but I, but, I, but I'm with Seth MacFarlane on that. This kind, that kind of music is fucking funny, and it's like not mm. done anywhere. It like naturally makes me laugh and puts a smile on my face. So I do like it. That Family Guy, I don't know, revels in that kind of like old timey musical uh, number. That's Seth MacFarlane, he has several albums now. I'm guessing. Yes. But so we meet that our. I'm not a fan of. We meet our now uh, deceased ah, guest yes, star, Chris. We need a death. Oh jingle no, for we have this. to use the death jingle. Yeah, yes, sorry, stop you at every turn. So Joe Frazier, most famous for being wanted by Muhammad Ali in a non-sexual way. Whoa, I want really? Joe Frazier. Joe yeah. Frazier. Uh, oh, that's right. A Philadelphia legend? Uh, perhaps. <laughs> he is. I, I love I only I know from smoking. our laser time about comedians uh, shutting down hecklers because yeah. Bill Burr was pretty rough on Philadelphia. Well, so yeah, Smoking <laughs> Joe, if he didn't exist in the, year, uh. in the era of Muhammad Ali, he would be thought of as the greatest boxer of his time. Mm-hmm. He's always, though, now seen as like just below Ali and also a little below Foreman in that era of the greatest of all time. And, like, and I love boxing documentaries, so I know all this too. stuff about him. And his biggest moment was that he won the title after it was stripped off Ali for refusing to uh, go to Vietnam. Uh, Vietnam. Yeah. Then they had the return match for it, and Ali, to build it up, talked the meanest shit yeah. in the world about Frazier. Like, that people said if if Ali was white, he would be called racist for the shit he said against mm. Frazier. Like he called him an Uncle Tom. But anyway, <laughs> the the point is that he he shit all over Frazier. Frazier beat him in a decision, though both were oh, like wow. torn apart by it. And then they had two return matches that Ali won both of. Mm. And then later in life, when Ali couldn't speak anymore, then Frazier, in a kind of kicking him when he's down, <laughs> but getting revenge thing, like what? he he talked some shit himself and was just like, Oh, he said 
back then he said I couldn't talk. Well, now he can't talk at all. So if you, and, wow. But but well, maybe not like, the classiest. But at thing least to he say. has an excuse. Like yeah. I, I almost because I think one of the things we kind of hate about Simpsons guest stars nowadays is, are when celebrities play themselves. Yeah. This is actually pretty great, and part of the charm is how bad an actor Joe Frazier is. It's very charming. <laughs> yeah. It's not grating. I like how bad he is. Yeah, he's, he's because he's supposed to be awkwardly reading the announcement yeah. for the for Homer. But I have him here at the bar with Homer. Okay. I miss my couch. I know how you feel. You lost the couch. I lost the heavyweight championship. <laughs> heavyweight championship. There's like three of those. The <laughs> couch was one of a kind. Homer, I know things are tough now. But one day you'll be walking along and you'll see a piece of furniture you can love just as much. Hey, Frazier, shut up! Bonnie, you've been riding my back all night. <laughs> oh, yeah? Can I step outside? Let's do it. So, I'm, what is it about I'm, Barney in this season that is like emerging as my favorite well, character? I'm sure as a fellow commentary All nerd. Right, a peanut. <laughs> God, I love it. As a fellow commentary nerd, Henry probably knows this, but yep, uh, Barney was supposed to knock out Joe Frazier. Oh, like really? he knocked out Wade Boggs, but Joe Frazier's son was at the recording and he was like, Joe Frazier does not get knocked out by Barney. So they yeah. had to they had to change the joke. Which really? probably you... is now a better joke. I love when the door swings out and it swings it's... back with blood on it, yes. like blood just dripping if down. You, it. I would try to look as close as I could, like, were those teeth that yeah. just flew past the opening? <laughs> it's funnier that Joe Frazier. Though I mean, that's also crazy though that Fra- Joe Frazier, who should be above be- beating up a drunk in a bar, like yes. beats the shit out of a yeah. drunk guy, <laughs> nearly kills Barney. Uh, but yeah, Fra- he's indestructible. I think so yes. Joe Frazier is Joe Frazier is a uh, he rewatch his matches. There, they're amazing. He is he is Rocky. Like mm-hmm. he's from Philly. He was just like a smaller, like super tough bruiser. The hard-nosed dude to mm-hmm. to Ollie's, you know, dancing around. He was and, a regular brick hit house. Yeah. And uh, he, he passed away in tw- 2011, I believe. 2011, that's right. 2011. And yeah, he was, uh, but he was, he was great. I always liked playing as him in the Knockout Kings video game. Oh my game, God. So. Forgot all about that, but you know what I didn't forget about? Never can the spine melter. Mm. I'll take it. This chair is $2,000. We could buy a whole living room set for that. No. Art, there's an empty spot I've always had inside me. I tried to fill it with family, religion, community service, but those were dead ends. I think this chair is the answer. This money was a blessing. We can't just spend it on some creature comfort. All right, we won't get the chair. Now excuse me while I kiss the sky. There's an awesome little animated. I love bit how it's there animated. Like it, yeah, his, yeah. It just like in one second, his his eyelids go down and drool pops out of his mouth. <laughs> that it basically gives him like orgasmic like high. Yeah, to, to we missed the that. 2001 reference. One of like yeah. four by this point in the show, I, which again never would have got same that. Here, same here. Confused the hell out of me. As and a kid, for some really. reason, Akira from the Kung Fu yeah uh, works at joints. the works I mean, at the it's a Sulu store. joke. Yes, exactly. Like, oh my god, I never got that. No full power. Like. Because he was voiced by uh, originally Takai, George Takai, George Takai. Takai. voiced Akira. Wow, I guess, totally forgot about that. Uh, uh, but I did have, I did one time have, I, like, I was really into a vibrating chair, and mm. I bought one used. And then I learned if you get in one after you eat, you might shit yourself. Ah. Uh, and I, I put had it in my car, and I kept constantly sharding after <laughs> afterwards. So. 
I am uh, no more vibrating chairs for me. It's really weird. Around this time, my family had a vibrating chair. Maybe this was like a common early early 90s thing. Early 90s was a vibrating chair era. It definitely was. We, my family didn't own a vibrating chair, but we did. Uh, My mom always had like foot pain because she, you you know, as as the patriarchy demands, she had to wear uncomfortable (laughs) shoes as a woman in a workplace. In front of a stove, of course. And so her feet were always in pain. And so she got these just like vibrating foot foot pads that she just always had her feet in and just ah, she loved them mm. uh, but yeah i i remember you'd uh, a trip to the mall you'd want to go to the sharper image the type Brooke place Stone that they go to or, in here yeah. to sit in those chairs yeah 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 and just i i immediately got rid of it like it just it, it's one of those novelties of like you know you get like your ear checked out and like man that felt really weird and good <laughs> you can't constantly stick your shit in your ear and expect it to feel good it's it feels like, like a waterbed like once a yes a little exactly bit. like a waterbed it's also fun the, the first area. time yeah yeah, yeah. you don't but I also love that when Herb shows up to the house. Way too late, I think, in this episode. Yes. Um, like, the the middle or end of Act 2? Yeah. Yeah, but like that? That, it accurately depicts the Simpsons as white trash. The white trash that they are. Oh, yeah. and like yeah. they, they, they fluctuate back and forth from, like, absurdly middle class to, like, real white trash. And I when love he them sees their front trash. lawn, he first goes to the Flanders. Yeah. You get a funny bit with the Flanders, like, anointing the soles of his feet. And yes. singing to him as he leaves. And cleaning him up, giving him a free suit, like, all that stuff. And this is and, a sweet scene. What am I going to say? This is the guy who ruined me. But on the other hand, he's family. So many conflicting emotions. How to express them. Herb? <laughs> Love that. And he I, just I'm, steps over him. I like the way he goes to the, the house. Yeah. I was a little drinky, and that joke, like, I didn't laugh that much because <laughs> just like, why is it I always punch stuff? <laughs> they, they, the hard drive isn't working. I did everything right. Uh, punch, punch walls. Gotta well, stop that. The shit. hard drive might have deserved it, but I don't think Homer did. No. I, I still feel like Herb undid himself. This I is haven't punched anybody in like two decades. This <laughs> is repeating what we felt already in mm. the previous episode of Herb's. But seriously, like. Herb was given constant warning signs of like uh-huh. Homer is doing a bad job. You really shouldn't you, do this. You are absolutely when I when I hear him talk about how Homer ruined him. Yeah. Like, dude, you deserve part of the blame. Yeah. You have and to blame yourself. There was no safety net. He did not provide a safety net yeah. for himself because he's immediately a hobo. Yeah. from from like a multimillionaire. If that so. was one of your employees, everybody would have regarded this as your fault. Yeah, yeah like nothing. You set never aside, noticed. Mm-hmm. No, like you. It may have ruined his company, but he sold his mm-hmm. company. Like, he got yeah, no yeah. money. So Komatsu Motors, whatever happened to that nest egg? <laughs> the Simpsons will be right back. Hello, Talking Simpsons listeners. Unky Herb is really onto something, don't you think? That baby translator? Who knows how that's going to pan out? That could change the world. Do you have an inventor in your life? Good, because this episode of Talking Simpsons is brought to you by Little Bits. You know what Little Bits are? Little Bits are the easy-to-use, color-coded magnetic blocks that are basically like Legos that come to life in the form of inventions. Do you have a little inventor in your life, a DIYer, musician? Do you like Legos and wish they did more? Then maybe you could give Little Bits a try, and I'm only mentioning that because Little Bits has an offer just for Talking Simpsons listeners. You can go to trylittlebits.com slash lasertime and get $20 off your first order. You can get started with a base kit and just, and like Legos, 
Legos just continue adding components at your leisure. You can build robots, bubble blowers, pinball games, and it's kind of only limited to what you can think of. There's a kid on the website who made a, a keyboard out of a banana. Little Bits has received rewards from parent groups and tech places like Popular Mechanics. Uh, and guess what? They also have uh, further discounts for educators who want to put, put them in their classroom. So if you have someone in your life who you think might like Little Bits, maybe you should give it a shot. Little Bits' mission is to empower the next generation to have creative confidence and curiosity to ask why and build their own stuff. The unky herbs in our life. And once again, Talking Simpsons listeners can go to trylittlebits.com slash laser time and get $20 off your first order. You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on patreon.com slash laser time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. I woke up with my girlfriend shaking me like, what happened? What happened? I'm like, like, what are you talking about? And like, I think you just vomited blood all over all of our pillows. So like, whatever that oh, thing that geez. happened, I'm not very healthy as you guys can attest, but I spent Saturday and Sunday being like, very nice to myself. Mm. I didn't Slamming even... ibuprofen with whiskey. It, but it wasn't like... Well, was... you're also probably not hydrating. The reason why you don't drink and take uh, basic over-the-counter painkillers, uh, that happened to me, and I will never do it again. Never. Did never, you take pictures of uh, the bloody... No, why? Well, I, I don't think I threw up. I think it was just like something went bleh. Because yeah. I, mm-hmm. I didn't wake up when it happened. Like when a baby spits up. I think some, yeah. something like that. Like when a baby coughs up blood. Because wouldn't you wake up if you <laughs> threw all... up? I mean, some people die by throwing up yeah. and just choking on them. Oh, yeah, but it wasn't like... It, it, I know what my vomit looks like after a night of drinking. And it's, mm-hmm. this, was not, this is not yeah. that. This looked This looked like maybe a so it was, light it was splatter. It like, like a small cup of tomato soup as opposed to like a, yes, a like, big bowl of minestrone. Exactly. Not a big bowl of minestrone, but more like half, half a cup of tomato paste. Okay. Mm-hmm. A diluted yeah. tomato paste. Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as weekly full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, physical rewards, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash laser time, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. Also, I love the little joke about the happy 1985. Yeah. Uh, I always wondered that when I moved into a new home as a kid, not too long after this episode, like turning on a light switch mm-hmm. in the new place, I was like, oh, is this like the secret Simpsons light switch? Because I now remember, it's coming back to me. Mm-hmm. We This was on the rare ones we taped, but on delay, or like we set up the VCR because mm-hmm. we were away because... My dad had gotten a new job in Florida, but we hadn't all. He was looking for a house. A house at that point, so we had come down to visit and see what Florida was like before school started. And so, yeah, it was just we were there on a trip. It was the day mm-hmm. before my brother's first ninth bar mitzvah. Birth, no oh. seventh <laughs> birthday. Seventh birthday. But uh, anyway, yeah, that uh, I always thought about that the nineteen eighty five thing. Same with whenever I. Threw out boxes of pizza. I definitely remembered <laughs> the cheese left yes. in it. And I yeah, that, just imagine good like of the cheese. cheese for homeless people. Uh, <laughs> I think I on like we back when uh, we were around the age watching this show. Mm. Now I, I having worked as a delivery man, they have those cushiony boxes. Yeah, and I believe oh, that keeps yeah. the pizza. You don't really get pizza, pizza with like half technology the, has improved has, quite has a lot actually in improved. Years. We've done yeah, this has. time. You have that little like dollhouse table that's progress. In the middle of the pizza. Yeah. You're looking at progress. <laughs> we lived through it and didn't even notice. Uh, I'd call this clip of beef and grief. Mm, this is really good, Marge. I got the recipe from the utility-grade beef council. <laughs> they do good work. Unky Herb, 
What advice would you give to a boy who will most likely become a bum like yourself? Discarded pizza boxes are an inexpensive source of cheese. Lisa, aren't you happy to see me? Why didn't you write, Unky Herb? Hey, if I wrote to you, what was I supposed to say? Dear Lisa, last night I used a rat for a pillow thanks to your pop. Hmm. <laughs> I see your point. Mm. Uh, would it surprise you that I looked up utility grade beef? Mm-hmm. Is that, uh, is that like what they feed the circus animals? Absolutely. If you think, because I, I don't know beef that well, uh, yeah. I just started eating meat. Not just started, but uh, <laughs> I, th- th- like that uh, prime. That's a that's a cut of beef. Uh-huh. That's and that's way up there. Utility grade is around straddling the line between hot dogs and dog food. Okay, uh, <laughs> I figured it's what they sweep it's up. It's mostly at the dog food. Yeah, they, like but the, that, the it's, it's what it, I had it written down. Uh, made one. from older cattle, uh, like cows on the verge of death. I cows mean, that died of natural causes that, are the utility grade beef. That line feels like a very Oakley and Weinstein line, oh, like yeah. the kind of stuff they did in their their episodes in season seven and eight. But mm-hmm. like utility grade beef, it it has a very like. Um, boring humor type yes. jokes that they got out of like Langdon Auger type yes. names. I, I like the National Punch Council. What was that? Oh, uh, yes. Something like that. But the National Punch Council. Uh, one of the questions no I wanted sugar. to ask you guys is why yeah. they made Herb talking to Maggie sound so menacing. Did That's the script a take a weird moment. turn? Well, no, it wasn't just the script. It was the music too. Like, But I'm did saying they like, did they, did the they make a bunch to... of other edits and change the story around? I th- I think they wanted my guess is that they wanted the audience to be invested in mm. his idea for a little bit longer if they think that it's somehow sinister mm. that's my guess but bob do you have a guess on that i think i mean they communicated enough to let us know it wasn't that way yeah, like, yeah. we know his Already. idea by this point so i felt that sting of music was not earned like i know driving like, near a farm powell makes a pow pow powerful car <laughs> maggie i'm gonna let you in on a little secret you're gonna make me rich again. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. It's, it sounds like he's gonna sell her. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't buy this. I felt like that was just like what? what what's this? It's a break? weird moment. And then they go straight into Monopoly, which <laughs> I like. It was very you know observational of a family playing Monopoly mm-hmm. together. It like, was. Yeah. And uh, on the floor, even not even on a table. I was thinking about that that her Powell line and uh, Nancy Cartwright's on the commentary for this, and she says the original script was maybe fifty plus pages. So Jesus. I, I feel like there was a lot of stuff Jesus. built in that was not paid off in that's, this final yeah. version. And yeah. that's longer than usual. I believe it is like what for TV, it's a minute a page, something like that. Yeah, yeah, in most screenwriting. Yeah, and uh, but oh man, Herb. But Herb wants the money that. Getting back to the first act of the show. Yes, uh, Herb wants the money that he got from Burns. Jesus Christ! Outstanding achievement. In Mon- the, uh, the, field the of first excellence. annual Montgomery Birds as, uh, Award for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence. Excellence. Yeah. Excellence. Why are we playing games when we got two grand this in the great. bank? Remember when Dad won the first annual Montgomery Burns Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence? But I think we should invest in a set of the great books of Western civilization. Look at this ad from New Republic for Kids. Each month, a new classic will be delivered to our door. Paradise Regained, Martin Chuzzlewit, or Herman Melville's twin classics, Omo and Typey. Wait, Marge, didn't you want to spend that money on a vibrating chair? That was your idea. <laughs> I think we should get a machine gun. We could use it to hunt games, spell out things, or ring in the new year. Well, I really think we need to replace the washer and dryer. How would you like to spend $2,000 to give a broken man a second chance? Nah. 
<laughs> so we have a very Harvard joke. I have a master's in literature, so I can yeah, say Lisa the chose the most boring books that are available in English. I, I never okay. got the New Republic Ethan for Frome's. Kids. Well, no, so first off, yeah, New Republic for Kids. I get that now. That's yeah, so like, fucking great. I didn't know what New Republic was. The kid, like, Also, the New Republic is uh, kind of racist or has a racist ha- past. Like, mm-hmm. There's a story about how somebody realized like hey you've never had a black person run nah. for you like what's the deal with that and they came out they, that, they tend to not agree with us henry well it, it turned out like one of their uh old their owner was like mm-hmm. just a monstrous racist even no. from the other people yeah, not a conservative from the 60s so but, it's yeah, just... <laughs> but so bob you yeah i never read any of those books like, i those... i haven't but i know the reputation were in... they real because you said paradise regained that's real that is like okay. the lackluster sequel to paradise, paradise lost, lost that so nobody cares about okay. it exists yeah it's a john right. milton and, uh, and po- epic poem omu and typey not such good books are uh herman melville kind of sucked outside of moby dick so uh, omu and that's why he died penniless omu so. and typey <laughs> sound like a fucking Saturday morning puppet show like in the lo- local <laughs> in, in the 50s. Europe? Yeah. I also did love when Homer when he's about to give the presentation just the way Homer goes 20 minutes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I have Meanwhile we've talked for 30, 30 minutes about a show that's 20 minutes. <laughs> Sometimes an hour. <laughs> but guess what? The drinking bird. We're around to my uh, yes it's, it's my line of the no show more. baby. That's the joke. It's drinking the water. <laughs> Take it. Change the world. 20 minutes? Oh. Okay. Now, before I tell you about my idea, I'd like to show you this. It's drinking the water! (laughs) Take it easy, Homer. Now, this is an example of how one little idea, carefully marketed... This is the greatest invention in the world. You'll make a million dollars. No, Homer. That invention is out already. I'm just using it as an example. <laughs> Going back for more. <laughs> I, I love... That That might be my favorite line in Simpsons history. Uh, I like how quietly play? amused Homer is. Yeah. Yes. but I, And I'd also love Danny DeVito's like... Yeah. When he takes it away. But it's just that, like, for me, it's drinking the water... We, we've talked about this before. I imagine where like Simpsons lines with your friends become shorthand for other things, oh, of course. and like things that are built to be impressive but aren't. I respond, "It's drinking the water." Or if I want to make myself look stupid in the face of learning something, I yell, "It's, it's drinking the water." It's very specific to me, but I, I love this line. It is my favorite line. I think of the entire season. It's drinking the water. I love it. It does sum up Homer's personality, and it's funny it's a great shot. Like everything about it is amazing. Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein mm-hmm. love season three. It's their mm-hmm. favorite season of The Simpsons, and they wanted to make season seven a lot like season three. We see a lot of similar ideas huh. when the, the drinking bird comes back in uh, King Size Homer. Ah, the yeah, drinking bird. Right. Yeah, uh, dates back to 1910. Oh, uh, yeah. some say Albert Einstein discovered them in China. Uh, I wish I could explain more about how they work, but it involves air pressure systems in the water and the butt. And like and a tiny a felt, top hat. It's very important. It's a felt tip on the nose, so when it evaporates, it creates a pressure system that oh, then falls back yeah, into the water. Yeah. It's also known, I love this, as the insatiable bird. Believe oh. me, I looked for a commercial, but this thing has like been around so long. It I think it was like the pu- need of commercials. Well, it's like public domain. It's like the uh, same reason no one does fucking commercials for fake dog shit. I feel like those <laughs> balls that you clack back and forth, yes, you, you pull like one that. back and it just like, yeah. Those I, have a name like Newton balls or something? I, don't know. I definitely 
bought the bought one of those drinking birds as I've a kid. Never, I've never just, had uh, one. I never because had of one. this, it was beautiful. But okay, so not a perpetual motion machine though. Very but, different. We will not have those in our house. So when they're going around the table to convince Homer to give him the money, mm-hmm. it felt like every line was redone there. Like all the yeah. mouth movements were off. I, and I think that's another thing. It makes you show. Uh, it makes you see how the show came in hot and heavy. That they just like <laughs> re-recorded all this stuff that they weren't happy with in the first pass. There's in fact there was one line I think that was overdubbed that I didn't get until now because I turned the captions on where mm-hmm. Herb goes um, well he unveils the machine and, and uh, Marge goes ooh and Herb I, goes I you don't this. have to uh, I love this yeah. Yeah. oh you have it yeah, oh cool now I bet you're all wondering what lies under this sheet not really we peeked inside while you were in the john oh well here it is again <laughs> my baby translator <laughs> Marge you don't have to humor me well it's pretty ingrained what do you think, Homer? Herb, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I can't believe we blew 2000 bucks on it when right now rollers could be needing my buttocks. <laughs> Homer, could you stop thinking about your ass? I try, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, Marge saying it's pretty ingrained. It's, I don't think I ever heard that before. It would have been line of the show yeah. had I not loved it shrinking I mean, water it's inferring so much. she just is used to uh, humoring Homer, right? Yeah. And all such, of his ideas. Yeah, it's such a great little line that says I think so you interpret much. It with that, a, I thought it was a joke about the way she reacts in every episode. Mm. Yeah, and, I I think it it works as a meta joke about how that's all Marge ever yeah. does oh, okay. or is asked to like do. That. But I took it more as a behavioral thing of just like all she does is act impressed with Homer's ideas <laughs> when they're not good. Oh, Homer! And so she's doing <laughs> it for good. him now. But the baby translator, like we said, is magic. Yeah, but it's totally the, magic. The, the You're Maggie translated? Yes. <laughs> Lavish attention on me and entertain me. (gasps) Maggie, you talked. You see? It tells you exactly what's on the baby's mind. Maggie, Maggie, where did you go? (laughs) Peekaboo. Oh, there you are. Very amusing. (laughs) Well, Homer, now what do you think? I don't know, Herb. People are afraid of new things. You should have taken an existing product and put a clock in it or something. Homer, every mother in the country is going to want one of these. I have soiled myself. How embarrassing. Now, Nancy <laughs> yeah. Cartwright doing uh, double duty as yeah. Maggie. Maggie never does, she never makes noise yeah. any other time. Other than- yeah. The one thing that salvages this idea is Danny DeVito's deadpan voice speaking for the babies like, it's I so have great. soiled myself. It's, How it, embarrassing. If this thing exists... I would pay $60 extra for Danny DeVito's voice to I want, come out of it. I want Siri to talk like exactly. Danny DeVito. I forgot how quick the Peach baby... Peach Dragon is playing near you right now. <laughs> 8 o'clock, 10 o'clock. When they go to the baby expo... The baby it, it, expo. It, it, I forgot it goes by so fast. Yeah. And there's only like a couple little jokes in there, but they, Frank yeah. is pretty great. great. Right. I didn't get Frank, but I... Uh, I Frank murdered his... Like, killed his son, apparently. Yes. They, my wife has got to kill me. They yeah, spend more time on Frank than they do on her Powell's yes. invention. It's it's. Uh, but yeah. the woman who's going to get a candy for I love that line. I only want to eat candy. Then that's all you'll get. <laughs> this leash demeans us both. I love that. Two. I'll take a dozen. I represent the precious baby discount stores. I'll take fifty thousand. I'm rich again. USA. 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 <laughs> 
the small joke of a store with the name Precious and Discount in it. I, I, I really did like <laughs> that. That is great, yeah. Mm-hmm. Though I also, I love this least to me. We'll have people chanting USA in the next episode, yes. I just realized. Yes, we will. Yeah. But, so then when he gives everybody their presence, it's a very intentional Wizard of Oz thing. Of the, oh, yeah, uh, that's right. I do love, guy, I have like, the clip. I do love the sequence. But, I, okay, I love the NRA joke, yeah. Yes. Homer, here's a check for $2,000. But I also wanted to give you each a little something for believing in me. Lisa, this is the first volume of the great books of Western civilization. You'll receive a new one every month, from Beowulf to less than zero. Finally, a copy of Ethan Frome to call my own. Now, Bart, I know you're too young for that machine gun you wanted, but I'm going to give you something that'll make sure (laughs) when you're old enough, you can still buy one. A membership in the National Rifle Association. (laughs) Wow, the NRA! Can I get armor-piercing cyanide-tipped bullets, too? It's in the Constitution, son. (laughs) Maggie, who brought me my fortune, I'll give you anything you want in this world. I want what the dog's eating. (laughs) I'll get you something nice. Now, Marge... Herb, I appreciate your generosity, but I don't need any gift from you. You're too late, Marge. I got you a new washer and dryer. And I sold the old ones for fifty bucks. I, I should say I love the washer dryer jokes. They're just yeah. very visual. Ah, yeah, stupid dryer. They're so great. <laughs> yes, because Ma- most bar has washer dryer races. We had those dryer that they're being used for gambling in most oh. shitty bar. I mean, fucking we, great we don't need a scene like this, but I feel like there yeah. was a lost scene in which Marge was struggling with a washer and dryer that didn't work. I feel like it, it, this was not established. And Earlier, you got to see early. them vibrating have, in the basement. They have like oh, a really? second cutaway yeah. of the of washer and dryer almost I cut it out of our clip, yeah. Uh, snowball, but that oh, was it. Oh, like, yeah, I totally forgot about that, actually. But it goes so fast, yeah. like, it really doesn't it's set a vi- it up. It, and that's why I love the fast cutaways that occur in, in these episodes all around around this time. I just I remember getting mad at shows like Malcolm in the Middle and Thirty Rock mm-hmm. for what I call whoosh cam that need to like have a sound effect to let us know they're doing a cutaway and like The Simpsons established this in the early nineties. Yeah, you do not have to do. Uh, the NRA bit was great, yes. especially you know uh, Devito is a big time lefty, so he's mocking it. It's in the Constitution, son. So cyanide tip bullets was originally cop killer Killing, bullets, yeah. and the uh, the Armor censors did not like that. Wow. So yeah, and it's funny that John Swartzwelder wrote this because he's a big like libertarian. I'm sure he yeah. loves guns, I, and he also wrote the Cartridge Family, which is sort of I like should, an anti gun episode. I should I think. mention, in going th- th- through the news for talking Simpson for for the whole show, when I do the news portion, mm. this is. The era where Ice T had the cop killer yeah. song and is legally forbade from p- performing it in public. So, before like, he was on TV's most beloved show, yes, yeah. about yes. cops. Yeah, what do you mean he's a pedophile? <laughs> uh, did you know that on the Gamergate episode they did, he was there. He was yes. there like consultant as well. Would, that's, yeah. would it surprise you to know that's the it? only episode I've seen in like twenty years? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then the episode goes out on Homer's sperm. Like, it's so, yes. sperm. Well, I, this moment with him and Herb, I like. Oh, it is beautiful. It is sweet. It man is sweet. on man action. Herb, I don't think there's a vibrating chair in that bag for me. Homer, walk me to my car. What do I get? What do I get? It's not another punch in the face, is it? Because if it is, I don't want it. This is what you get, Homer. I forgive you. You can call me brother, and I can do the same. That's it? That's it. I see your point, brother. Give me a hug, brother. All right, but I never really hugged a man before. Uh (laughs) Homer, I bought you the damn chair. (laughs) 
That's enough. All right, get out of here. Why does Danny DeVito hate doing a voice? Is it because he has to stand on like sixteen Apple boxes to reach <laughs> the microphone? So. He's got to he's got to like climb them. He's first. so good at it. He's, he's such a great part yeah. of the really Simpsons. Is. He's so great. Mm-hmm. I miss it. He's got a real Dustin Hoffman, you know, kind of nuance to this I character. Know. Just his voice too. It's just such a beautiful yeah. voice. That's why he was cast in like every cartoon yeah. after. And this. He, Danny DeVito so. is an underrated gem. He will die suddenly and will all be really depressed. <laughs> Hopefully not before this episode goes live. I'm putting this out at now as Danny DeVito. We're gonna have another day. Gordy Howe moment, Chris. <laughs> I don't want no, that. No. So big mystery in this episode. They buy the chair, but there's a new couch at the end of the yeah. show. Where did that couch come from? I'm guessing that... I hired someone to fix it for you. <laughs> there should have been one line like that. Like, you got a new couch too, home. I guessed the $2,000 he gave back to them bought yeah. a new couch. Oh, that's right. So he returned the money. That's what I assumed, but they also just didn't say it. Exactly. And, oh, if, anybody, I mean, and if anybody has a line on a $2,000 couch, it may save us some money. Thank it's, you. It's a, it's a sloppy, messy episode that yeah. they like did when they were very tired. They but, were killing themselves to make these amazing jokes we still yeah. talk about today. So. But it's still very funny. Yes. And the vibrating has, sperm yeah. is a great way to go out. And also just like the burn stuff in the yeah, beginning. So and, good. And I felt like Burns making up a funny thing on the fly <laughs> is a real feel of how they did this episode too. Like, um, and then... Yeah. Uh, and they <laughs> Excellent! Did, oh, we didn't mention they did do it too because they felt bad that Herb was left broke at the end of the last mm-hmm. episodes. They wanted to bring him back just to give him a to happy reset ending. the status quo. Yeah. Only now Homer knows he has a brother. Again, I see how this is problematic yeah. if you want to have any dire situation. He with now the has a rich brother mm-hmm. whenever he needs to talk to him. Never did. Nope. So, yes, yeah, so a sloppy... Because if, if you want more... I meant to get that sound clip, but what it was... Uh, it like It's literally like 20 years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, Herb Powell comes back, and it's about custody or guardianship of the kids. Yeah. And they yeah. call Herb, okay. and he explains why he can't do it. And, and do we see him or just no, hear his voice? That's all over the phone for one, like, 30 seconds or something. And... Yep. You know, this reminds me, too, of Plot Hole and Simpsons Continuity in the good seasons. So it was Someone got admired over that one. So mm-hmm. it's established that the Simpson gene makes all male Simpsons failures. Oh, you're right. Not her Powell, though. Well, eventually. Yeah, he, I think he suggested he lost his money again. He does well. in that one scene fine. But well, I mean, he failed horribly once. Maybe that was just the one time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you that could counts. say the Simpsons curse came in once he found out he was a Simpson, <laughs> that then failure came and got him. Oh, yeah. Like, you could say that, but his level of success and second success is a lot better than shooting birds at the airport. That's true. <laughs> Everybody hates birds. Uh, I love that. Uh, I shoot birds at the airport. One of my favorite lines <laughs> yeah. ever. I play millionaire parties. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if I may jump in with a plug here, people, thank you so much for helping us do this show. Yeah, we've done three whole seasons of The Simpsons. This is the third, the end of the third season, our third yes. season finale of Talking Simpsons, which will take a, a nice six day summer <laughs> and, and be back again. But uh, because the pa- because uh, the Laser Time patrons did that at patreon.com slash laser time, where the first season lives, we are doing a season three wrap up episode. <laughs> I I believe I found something that will blow minds. I can't wait. Um, but I found a couple things too, and I'm going to read some of my favorite comments from across Ooh, the season. I want to hear those. I'm going to tell you. Guess, we're going to tell you some of our favorite moments, some milestones for the show. Uh, the last one we did was really fun, and I set kind of a high bar 
but yeah. I, I don't know if we'll be able to do that again. And but. this episode, yeah, and that episode will only be on Patreon, mm-hmm. patreon.com slash Laser Time Network. for five bucks, uh, and you'll have access to 50 commentaries featuring us, cartoon video commentaries, wrestling match commentaries, if you want them. But we uh, ended up... In the first season of Talking Simpsons, 13 episodes you've never heard before. Though we ended up jumping ahead of Bob's usual outro. Right. Oh, so no. Bob, I'm no. too excited. So but... I'm going last this time? I'm sorry. How is this happening? Well, yes, I've been Bob Mackey, your host. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. I also write for usgamer.net, something awful.com, and I do the classic gaming podcast Retronauts. You can find that every Monday at usgamer.net or retronauts.com or look for Retronauts in your iPod or podcast device. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with the start of Season 4. infotainment.